Welcome to Unbreakable Spirit, stories of inspiring and thriving with Jennifer Seven, co-author of a book that is part of the Sisterhood Folios, a number one international bestseller. This is a podcast about real women who've overcome tremendous obstacles and come out on the other side to thrive. Whether their hardships were financial, relational, or health, these women dug deep and found the light out of the dark to rise from the ashes, to find the ability to forgive, to love, and to live an authentic, joyful life. Now, here is your host, Jennifer Seven. Welcome, Unbreakable Spirit listeners. I am very excited to be sharing episode number 29, and I have a very special guest today, Dr. Pamela Girali. And let me tell you just a little bit about Pamela. She is a visionary and a pioneer in spiritual growth and transformation, and she shares life-changing experiences and insights with clarity and humor. She captivates readers and audiences with wisdom and practical guidance from the Blueprint for the Human Spirit, which she's going to share more about with us. It's her holistic model for conscious, compassionate living. She's an architect for the human spirit. Pamela is also a registered nurse with a master's degree in public health and a doctorate in holistic health sciences. She's uniquely qualified to present teachings from the blueprint since it evolved in harmony with her own personal transformation. She utilizes her creativity and amazing gifts to encourage others to live authentically and purposefully in alignment with her inner truth. Her transforming experiences and training background in nursing allow her to speak from the heart with authority. And she's the author of The Dance of Ego and Essence, Confessions of a Divine Diva. Welcome, Pamela. Thank you. It is so wonderful to be with you, Jennifer. And to share what I've learned on my journey, it can be so transforming. So I'm just really happy to be here. Thank you. I am very excited to have you here. And I know our listeners are going to enjoy so much hearing what you have to say. So I am going to just turn this over to you and let you start with your story. Okay. Yes. Well, I'd first like to share a little bit about how the blueprint for the human spirit came to me. And it began, of course, in my youth when I was raised in a very conservative home and a very fundamental church. So I was raised with what I call the unholy trinity of guilt, shame, and fear. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And in order to let that go, I just walked away, went to college, became a nurse, had an amazing career in nursing and public health, and had a lot of opportunities in advancing leadership roles. I was a one of the nurse coordinators for the Comprehensive Cancer Center in Philadelphia. Mm. I worked for the American Cancer Society as a national consultant, and I also was the program director for Prevent Blindness America. So I had a lot of really amazing opportunities that helped give me some great background in program planning and community outreach and whatever. But there was always something missing. And at one point, I had the opportunity to go to the Center for Creative Leadership in Greensboro, North Carolina. Have you ever heard of that or been there? I have not. 
It was an amazing opportunity. I did an intensive leadership uh, program, and it was the first time I ever did visioning and journaling and worked with change partners and all of that. When I went back to work, to my job, I realized that it was no longer compatible with my new vision. Mm -hmm. So I walked away from my amazing career. Oh, wow. And that's, that's pretty huge. <laughs> that is huge. And of course, the, that was very traumatic at one point because I, I identified with my position and my work. It was so uh, rewarding. And I lost my income. Fortunately, I had just gotten married, so I didn't have to worry about paying the bills. But I did had to let that all go because I knew that there was something more. And so I pursued a path as a spiritual junkie. Then I read everything I could get my hands on. I went to every workshop I could go to, studied all the masters, tried all their processes and uh, did my best to become more aware and awake, but I was still fearful because mm -hmm. of the way I was raised. Well, so, look, if for, I would just have to ask you, so when you yes. were in that creative uh, program, that the mm -hmm. one that you were in before the you made this big change, was there like an awakening for you there? Did you know when, before you came back that something was going to have to change? Well, I just felt different and mm. I had, we had done all this visioning. And so mm -hmm. I had these experiences that were really powerful and I didn't understand it, but I felt different. And so when I went back to work, it just felt just different, <laughs> feel like it gelled with who I yeah. was anymore. Yeah. It was like, it wasn't aligning with you anymore. Right. Right. And of course, I had uh, left all the spiritual stuff behind or the religious stuff behind mm -hmm. because it didn't work for me. And so my life before that, you know, for at least 20 some years in my career, I had no spiritual input because I just didn't know how to pursue it. But this was the moment that my life changed and I went down a whole new path. So in the process of all of this reading and studying, I was still fearful and I wanted confirmation about what I had learned, if it was right or not for me. But so, so is that what the fear was that you were like, eh, am I crazy? Am I going down this path? I shouldn't be going down or you needed some validation. I needed validation, but not only I, I didn't trust myself at that time to be able to know what was right or wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid that someone would lead me down the wrong path, you know, because yeah. I had been beat up with religion. And I didn't even at that point understand the difference between religion and spirituality. Yeah. So but I had become such a committed student that I think the universe responded and I was awakened in the middle of the night, well, 3.30 in the morning and information started flowing in. And I was just so amazed that after about an hour and a half, I got up and I typed it into my computer. Wait, and this how was it coming to you? Was it just like, uh, just were you like hearing words or messages in your head or was it like a dream? 
I was awake and it was almost as if I was just aware, almost as if I felt what was right or what, how this information all fit together. And it started as a simple mind, body, spirit triangle, but for three to four days a week for six months, I was awakened and received information. Wow. Wait, was it at the same time every day? Yes. Every night? 3 30 in the morning. <laughs> There's something about that 3 30 in the morning, isn't is. there? <laughs> the skies are clearer. And um, so it was so powerful because every day I received new information. And it's almost as if my life provided opportunities for me to learn more about those concepts and ideas that came to me. And I know that I read in different books, some of it, but it just didn't all fit together. There was like a morsel from everything that I read or every person I studied. And so after this amount of time, you know, this blueprint for the human spirit that I call it now, it just started growing and growing. And it included not just concepts and words, but it was in like a chart form, which is very powerful because it kind of appeals to our left brain and makes sense. And it's rational and logical, but it also has so many positive concepts and ideas that all fit together in this beautiful way so that uh, as the chart emerged, along with sacred geometry, you know, it started with the triangle and then it kind of kept growing, growing to the point where I didn't understand it, but it was just so perfect and so beautiful. So I spent some time, I got my PhD in holistic health sciences to help me understand exactly what I was learning about. And so that was a very good thing to do. But then here I had this big, beautiful model for conscious, compassionate living. And I felt that this is why I'm here, but I didn't know how to share it because there was so much at that point that how do you convey all this information? So I asked for guidance and, and was given some interesting ways to share it, including a book that, uh, that I wrote earlier and I'm redoing and expanding on called Higher Tea, The Essence of Joy. And I use T-E-A, tea words and tea concepts and tea stories because I love tea. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> like responsibility and uh, creativity and spirituality. <laughs> I mean, there were all these tea words and they just, everything tea just kept coming to me. Oh, and I created- great a women's group at the church that I attended, a higher tea circle, and we got together for tea and shared interesting things. So there was a lot of tea involved, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so all of that led to me being able to share the blueprint for the human spirit, which I do in writings and in my books and in presentations. But I also realized that I was intuitive and I had no idea what that was like because I was very left-brained. You know, I was very rational, logical and cynical about things. And so I would feel things 
mostly. I'd hear things and see ideas and images and things, but I mostly felt things. I received a lot of information through my body. And then I learned that I could help others by being with them either on the phone or in person, or now, of course, with Zoom, uh-huh. and kind of sensing what was going on. And I spoke in first person, which was interesting because the things I received was a reflection of the other person, but I became like a mirror, like their higher self telling them what they needed to know and focus on to promote healing and wellness and wholeness. And so that was a very powerful gift that I received as well. Yeah. Well, can you give us an example of of how you would have given someone some information? Mm -hmm. I'm just curious. Yes. Well, like I said, I receive information through my body. So I go into motion and I almost act out the issues that I sense. And when working with people, it's it's very different. And some of them were uh, so so powerful. These uh, messages that I receive and the and the ideas that come through. But for instance, I worked with a gentleman who I didn't know this at the time, but he had been abused by his stepfather, mm. and he was having trouble in his business, and he was so reserved. And I sensed that he had something that looked like a black mass in him, almost like a cancer, but it was an energetic thing. Okay. And it was rage and anger that he Mm -hmm. had pushed deep inside and it was keeping him from fully uh, engaging with others and being successful in his business. And we did what was almost like psychic surgery or something, you know, opened him up and I was pulling out this black mass and he's pushing and we're transforming it with love and light and, you know, infusing almost like love chemo. And and I mean, it was just very powerful. He sent me a card afterwards and said that he had never been able to name his demons, but that this had transformed him to the point where he felt he could truly engage and be with others and let go of that anger and fear and rage that he had and move forward with his life. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing that can happen. Yeah. And, and this was in one session with him that you were able to, wow. And you know, something like that could turn into a health issue, I'm sure. If he didn't address it. Exactly. Because all of our physical issues start deep inside, you know, and I believe they start primarily even with spiritual issues, fear based on uh, the fact that we feel we are separate from others and from God uh, shows up in so many different ways. And so uh, that is almost like the basis. So my work, sometimes we do physical things, but for the most part, it's that I get to the root of the uh, issues with um, in the spiritual realm and the psycho-spiritual realm and the emotional realm. And then it can, those are cleared. Certainly, we're free to experience greater health and wellness and wholeness. Mm-hmm. 
So that is, is a powerful gift that I offer. And certainly that's something that if people are interested on my website, I have a little more information about that. I call it spiritual blueprinting because it is all based on the blueprint for the human spirit. And it all focuses on different aspects of life, which is what the blueprint reveals. Okay. That's fascinating. It is very powerful gift and something that I am so blessed to share because since we are one, my healing is your healing is the healing of the world. Mm. Yeah. That, that gave me goosebumps. Yes. (laughs) Yes, of course. So the blueprint um, has, is why I'm here to put all the pieces together to help everybody make sense of it and to, you know, cause life is so complex. <laughs> yes, it is. And um, especially when we go through challenges and I had a challenge. Um, I had viral thyroiditis and I had never heard of that, but I haven't I, either. Yeah. I had uh, bronchitis and then I got an infection kind of in my thyroid that put me down because my heart was racing. So they had to give me something to stop that. They had to give me something to suppress. There was an abundance of thyroid hormones going on. And it was like, like the like, hyper hyperthyroid. It was a hyperthyroid thing, but it wasn't Graves disease. It was a temporary thing. So after six months, when I felt better and I healed, I hadn't worked in a while because I had been so busy helping so many other groups and organizations that I wasn't doing my work. And I think the universe said, well, if you can't say no, we'll help you. (laughs) (laughs) The universe is really good at that. It's like the two by four that comes across the forehead. (laughs) Like, wake up, we have other things for you to do. (laughs) So I have to, you know, kind of let go of all of those fun things that I got so much joy from so that I was free to refocus. So when I felt better and I was energized again, I said, okay, to the higher powers that be, what would you like me to do first? Okay, <laughs> yes. where do you I'm going to gonna put it in your hands <laughs> so that I don't get sick again. <laughs> and I had all these unfinished projects in my computer, you know, that I had been working on and never were quite good enough <laughs> to share. Um, but I was told in so many words and ideas to journal confessions for 40 days. Oh boy. (laughs) Your confessions. My confessions. Oh my. (laughs) And I'm really, I've been a spiritual teacher here for 20 years or so, you know, what on earth? And so, well, I asked, so I decided I better follow through. So I went to my office and lit a candle just for a focal point, you know, something to Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. And I sat there in the silence for a couple minutes. And this word came to me, discipline. Okay. (laughs) And of course, that created this huge visceral response where I said, you know, oh, I can't stand the idea of anybody telling me what to do or how to do it. You know, I'm very independent. And I thought, oh, my goodness, there is my first confession. So I grabbed my journal, I wrote it down. And then I just wrote, it was almost like it poured out of me all of my experiences, 
with discipline and how I was harshly disciplined as a child because my oh. parents were so fundamental ah. that they believed that everything was a sin. You know, you weren't just being disobedient, you were sinning. And so in that's order pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> so and then I realized that I became another source of discipline for myself. Because I was very, you know, I expected so much of myself. But I, in the process of writing, I realized that discipline becomes self-discipline when we internalize it. And we can then say no to one thing so we can say yes to something better. And then we can pursue our heart's desires. So discipline can become direction. And then we can live in harmony with our truth and with what we know is best for us. So that was day one. And I thought, wow. (laughs) Did that really, that one word set you off on this whole thought process and going back to childhood and then relating it to your current life? And I mean, I'm immediately thinking, okay, discipline, you're not disciplined enough. That's, that's what I would think. So you need to be more disciplined, you know, (laughs) that's what popped into my head, but wow, so much more to it. So much more. And the next day I sat there and the word scattered came to me and I'm like, (laughs) again, I had this visceral reaction because when you're a creative spirit, you know, you're out here and out there and I'm hyperactive, as you can probably tell by how much I move around. (laughs) And so I thought, wow. So I started writing about how I had so much difficulty in focusing and staying with something to the point where it actually was finished. And that, of course, led to all these unfinished projects in life. Yes, that you just referenced. Yeah. Because they weren't good enough, quite good enough. Yes. You know, and the universe so is kind of like, just finish something. Which just do it. So scattered became focused. So how we kind of bring it together and kind of stay the course and use our intention and our uh, perseverance to kind of continue every day for 40 days that happened. I had this huge visceral reaction. And as I wrote my stories and my experiences, I realized how much I had learned and how much I had changed. Now, I still had those visceral reactions because that's the old, you know, when something pops, you know, that's the first place you go. Mm -hmm. But it was such a powerful experience. By day 20, I was flying. I was so euphoric because I had written and it was almost as if the writing and the journaling kind of freed me uh, released it all uh-huh. and made sense of it and brought it all together into this perfect uh, shift of how we go from a negative into a positive every day and so i just kept writing and writing and and in the process you know after a day or two i started sharing my journal entries with some friends because I, I would write it hand longwise, and then I would uh, dictate it and transform it into typed. Okay. Uh, Almost like a, like a blog kind of. Yes. 
So I'd share it. And my friends were like, oh my gosh, you know, when you wrote what you said, when you were so radically honest, you gave me permission to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And your stories were so relevant and helped me kind of make sense of certain things that I experienced, you know? So everybody that heard about this said, you have got to share this. And I'm like, really? You want me to air my dirty spiritual laundry with yeah. the world? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wrote things I had never told a soul. Wow. I, because and it's almost as if you have to get to this point where you are so transparent and so honest that, you know, it doesn't matter. You're mm-hmm. just clearing your soul. It was a deep soul cleanse. It was yeah. so perfect and so beautiful. And then they said, well, we want to do this too. You know, so I created a companion journal called um, Embrace Your Divine Inner Diva. And it's a holistic process because the blueprint is holistic. It affects our bodies, minds, heart, kind of our gut instinct and our soul. And so everything that I do is pretty much holistic as well. So the journal is, is a holistic process. So is the journal, do you, are you using in the journal the, the words that you were given? Is that the prompt, like discipline or scattered yes. or focus? So yes. they're following along with what you did, they they can read my chapter Mm -hmm. and then do their own and write their own confession, so to speak, and their own affirmations and intentions, because it does give them a process. And I believe that all of the things that I addressed are universal issues. Okay. Things that, for the most part, we all face in one way or another, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not as severely or as intensely, but but you can do the journal without the book. But I think it helps to read my experiences because then you're, you are given permission to be so honest yourself and it will truly clear your soul and and give you an opportunity to fly because I truly was flying (laughs) after having gone through this process. Yeah. Like a a detox or this cleanse that you've been through. It was, it was so powerful. I have to ask, wait, I have to ask one question because you said 40 days. So can you speak to that? Why 40? Why 40? Because when I was first told to write get up and do confessions. There wasn't a number. So I says, okay, well, I think I can do this for 21 days. I haven't worked in a while, but I think I could do this for 21 days because though you hear that it takes 21 days yeah. to create a new habit. habit so yeah. <laughs> and it was like, no. And so I said, okay, 30 a month. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try a month. No. Oh no. <laughs> 40. And I'm like, why 40? So I did some research. And if you think about um, the Bible saying, yeah, it's a pretty spiritual 40 day flood, Mm -hmm. the 40 days in Gethsemane, 40 years in the wilderness, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of stories about 40 and 40 represents rebirth. Oh, wow. And of course, 40 week gestation. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Hadn't thought of that. 
Yes. Give, giving birth, right? <laughs> I gave birth to mm-hmm. my higher self, so to speak, or my, you know, divine diva essence. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. But it is a such a gift. And I would encourage everybody to do this, you know, to go through that process because it will clear your soul, will give you so much freedom to be all that we are. So that was one experience that I had that was truly transforming. So the workbook is just because I'm trying to visualize it in my mind. It's, it's a, you give them a prompt or a prompt is given to journal about in the workbook. Yes. Kind of like that. And for instance, with the topic, I just offer a few questions for them to respond to, you know, just as they share their story. And then there is a way for them to, and then there's a meditation too, that came to me at the same day. And since then, um, I have worked with a gifted musician in Naples, Stu Shelton, who is a jazz musician and a new age musician. And as I read the meditations, he played organically, played music. And so those meditations are also available and you can get them 10 at a time or the whole thing, but they're beautiful and so affirming. And uh, so there's that spiritual component. So is the ideal that they do the workbook or anyone would do the workbook and mm-hmm. listen to the meditation each day mm-hmm. to your, to your journaling? And listen. Okay. It so it doesn't you don't have, have to, to be 40 yeah. days. I mean, that was yeah. hard to do, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to do it because we ended up traveling during that time. And, but I still was committed to it. So, but it could be one a week or they could do maybe one through Monday through Friday or whatever, or do it with a group would mm-hmm. be ideal because then, you know, if you have a group of, of spiritual sisters or kindred spirits that you study with, it would be a very powerful experience. Yeah. I always like the group energy. It's, yes. Yeah. Yes. Because then you can share and up, be uplifted mm-hmm. and whatever. So that is something that I have done. And then I also did a series of classes that are available online, six classes about uh, joyfully dance like a divine diva. And they address specific issues that we have all faced in particular during this recent time with COVID and the financial decline, you know, the economy and all the political chaos. Yeah, it's been crazy. Violence in the world. You know, I mean, it has been so challenging for us. And as we age, you know, there are certain things that uh, we have to deal with and, and we have challenges with caregiving and loss maybe of physical abilities, you know, with that process or with accidents or whatever. So I have found that the blueprint offers so much guidance on how we can actually manage chaos in a better way and respond in better ways so that we still can create a positive uh, life and future for ourselves. So there is so much to offer. We were talking about how chaos affects us Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> there, I just had my little bit of chaos. <laughs> yes, the world has been so highly compressed. It's just, yeah. It is really challenging. And so the blueprint, like I mentioned, has so much guidance for how we can handle chaos and how we can respond in different ways. Certainly, when something happens, we tend to respond in a few standard ways. Uh-huh. Some people freeze and do nothing, which is not stressful, but it's not productive. Some people fume uh-huh. <laughs> and fret and stew and complain and worry and all of that, which is very stressful, but it is not productive either. Uh-huh. Right. And then some people confront and fight. And and we've seen that, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> we see a lot of that, you know, in fact, that's why I don't watch the news much anymore. But um, so there's all this confrontation, which sometimes is productive, but it's very stressful. And then we can go with the flow, we can focus on something that's positive, we can adapt and allow and just do what works best for us. So that is much more productive for us. And it is also less stress. Uh And the key, of course, is that we want to have less stress in our life. In fact, stress has so many impacts on our lives that it's very, very, very negative. So it suppresses the immune system. It creates digestive issues and reproductive issues. It increases our, the incidence of heart attacks and strokes. It speeds up the aging process. I mean, none of us want that. No, we don't. <laughs> Especially as I'm facing a big birthday. Oh, <laughs> A very big birthday. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's exciting. (laughs) It is. You know, I'm just so excited that I have this much energy, enthusiasm and and whatever, because I was going to retire and just let it all go. And I thought, no, I can't do that. You know, so. Well, not having a clue how old you're going to be, you look fabulous. (laughs) Thank you. So I'm a great grandmother. So that might give you an idea. Oh, listeners, she's beautiful. (laughs) So. It stress also increases anxiety and depression and other mental health problems. And it causes us to question our faith, even in God and the universe. And yes, like, why did God let that happen? Or why is God letting this happen? Yeah. Yes. And so my husband and I just spent two months traveling. I was doing a lot of book signings and speaking engagements and things. And we travel in an RV, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, you guys managed to get along okay inside we, that RV, we huh? Do. <laughs> we do. And we did have one very scary thing happen. We were driving west of Chicago on a super highway and we had a blowout. Oh, no. Oh, that is scary. And it was scary because there was a guardrail and about a 70 foot drop. Oh, yikes. And fortunately, my husband was driving and he was able to get us safely off the road. And we had a special service, something like AAA for RVs. And within two hours, we were ready to go again. And uh, so, I mean, that was very, very fun, Um, scary. But we came back to Naples, Florida, where we live. 
And of course, everybody knows what happened here. So on top of all the stress that we have in life in general with illnesses and politics and whatever, we had Ian, Hurricane Mm -hmm. Ian to deal with. And yes, so, and, and now climate change. <laughs> climate changes and everything that everybody talks about. I mean, there's so many issues like this. But I feel very fortunate that we had almost no damage, just a lot of debris, because Mother Nature did a major pruning. <laughs> mm, yes. Major pruning. But I feel so saddened by what has happened to so many people who lost so much. Some of them lost their lives. Some of them lost their homes. The storm surges just I am devastating, just yeah. devastating. They said, what a 500 year event that it just yes, was that bad. Just, just very difficult and very challenging. And so with this additional chaos on top of everything else, <laughs> Um, just as we're kind of getting over COVID and all the Mm -hmm. stress from that and being isolated from that, you know, here we are. So I am very grateful that we didn't sustain major losses, but my sister-in-law did. She lives in a high rise on the beach and five feet of water came in and they have no power, no air conditioning, no elevators. I walked up and down her steps oh, to the 10th wow. floor oh my goodness. times one day to help Ooh. her get some of her stuff. And oh, so they, um, they do they have to move out of the she had building? to move out for six months to a year. Oh my goodness. Yes, because you know, I've seen some pictures where the sand is like carved out from under the building. And so then you're like, oh my gosh, this building Unstable. cannot be. And then there was that horrible building collapse, you know, on the East coast of Florida some months ago. Right. Uh, so now we're so aware that that could happen. Yes. So, I mean, all of these things on one hand, it's, it's so sad and it's such a challenge, but we still can learn how to embrace our abundant divine inheritance because we have so many gifts that uh, God, the universe has provided for us. And, And then, you know, when we shift out of negativity into positive ways of thinking and feeling and being, that helps. You know, we have to start focusing on the good and we have to see through to a more positive future also. And also in times like this, we see how resilient humanity is and how people come together and help each other, which is so great. You know, we've heard so much about random acts of kindness, Mm -hmm. but I would challenge everybody to take it to the next level and do constant, continuous, passionate acts of compassion to just help people on yeah, a more so they're not basis. random they don't need they're to be random, random. yeah they're intentional you know it's so true it's what you're saying is so true and i talk a lot on my show about the practice of gratitude or shifting that mindset to the being grateful instead of the negative side it's the positive mm-hmm. side of things right. maybe you know i i hit that traffic light but maybe i'm 
that prevented me from being in an accident uh, a mile up the road, you know, exactly. instead of, of being so like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm going to be late. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm supposed to slow down. And resilience, that's another word I've been hearing a lot lately yes. about how to be resilient and that we can be resilient yes. and we can make it. We can make a difference. Yes. And, but the blueprint offers some guidance on how we can do that. And uh, certainly when I went to that program where I did visioning for the first time, you know, Mm -hmm. that gave me some ideas, but the blueprint includes that. That's kind of starting with like an inspired idea from spirit. That's kind of a soul activity to vision and to go into this place where we can actually see and experience what we want in our lives and how that can occur. And of course, there are times when we're told, well, you have this great vision. And instead of telling the universe how to do it, to allow it to happen, but I think we we are given gifts of planning and of, you know, kind of organizing thoughts and minds. But so when we have a vision, it needs to be ignited by a commitment, by using our will and the power of our, you know, our power center, the gut, so to speak, so that we can take the initiative and keep going and persevere. And we also need to become aware of what the possibilities are. We have to do an assessment. We have to feel what the options are and how they might be of benefit to us and then use our minds to plan and uh, a process and to take steps one at a time toward our goal and put it all into action. So this is like a holistic process where we can create positive change by starting with a vision and bringing it into reality. So I think one of the things you just said that's so important is you have to feel it. Yes. You really you have, have to, to feel, feel it. it. It's yes. not enough just to write it down. Right. And this isn't like manifesting a, a parking spot or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, people talk a lot about manifesting. And mm-hmm. certainly I read this, The Secret when it was. Yes, yeah, that was out, so you know, big everybody. for a while. And we're all like, why isn't it working for me? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, in part, it's because we need to ask for this or something better. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and we also need to just allow it to emerge and, you know, to take those steps as they come up. But yeah, because um, it, it's a little bit of a letting go, right? Yes, it, exactly. It's like turning it over to, to mm-hmm. spirit or the mm-hmm. universe or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, surrendering. Mm-hmm. That's another great word. Great I've, word. I've had allowing. to the art of allowing. Oh, I like that too. Yes. So, but again, the first thing I think we should do is to, um, to manage all this chaos and changes that are maybe not anticipated is to create health and wellness. Mm. And focus on ourselves. And that's the other thing that I learned from the blueprint. We are our first responsibility. And if we don't nurture ourselves, so to speak, and do what's best for us, 
then we can't serve others. We can't live purposefully. We can't make a difference. We can't leave a legacy of love. So some people say, yes, you know, when we are on an airplane, people, the um, airline attendants tell us to put your yes. uh-huh. you know, uh, oxygen mask on. Mask. Yep. Well, I have a different approach or different thought. The heart first pumps oxygenated blood to itself before the rest of the body. And that is how it sustains itself and how the rest of us continues to thrive. So if we follow heart wisdom, then we will take care of ourselves first. And for those of us who are caregivers, that's not always easy to do. I, my 91-year-old mother lives with us six months of the year. The, the season down here in Florida is from like November through May. Uh-huh. And so she comes here. And then when it gets hot, she goes to Pennsylvania and stays with my older sister. So we have to balance how much we can do for her and how much we can give. I mean, most of us have raised children. Uh, we have uh, maybe spouses or family members who are need help. Another family member recently fell off a horse, broke her back. Oh, wow. And had to have a fusion. And so, you know, there are things like that unexpected that happen. And we have to balance how we serve others and what we give. And if we don't take care of ourselves first, then there's nothing there to give to anybody else. So it's like back to the teacup thing. You know, it's like your teacup, you have to keep it full. So that Uh. runs over is how we serve others so that we are always nourished. But it includes, you know, nurturing and strengthening the body and eating the right things and exercising and avoiding toxins and making sure that you wear safety equipment or whatever and Mm -hmm. seatbelts and things like that. Yeah. Getting enough sleep. Sleep is so important. Balancing rest with, with exercise and things. Yes, absolutely. And for those of us who went through menopause Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and discovered that all of a sudden we have sleep issues, not fun. (laughs) (laughs) But we learn how to adapt and whatever, but then we also need to manage our healthcare and be very aware so that we choose uh, approaches that are best for us and that we maintain health and wellness and use and start with at least the least invasive approaches before we go to some of the more uh, important ones. And and that is, you know, even though I'm a nurse, (laughs) that may not be compatible with what most healthcare systems are promoting at this time. I know I'm one who I just always hate to have to take prescriptions medicine, you know, so if I can do it naturally and if you need it, you need it. And I'm not saying don't do it, but I always like, is there another way to do this without having to get on medication? Because a lot of medicines are just a band-aid. They're not really curing the problem. Exactly. Exactly. And so they're minimizing the side effects, but they're not getting to the root cause. And so that's something that we need to deal with. We need to expand and stimulate the mind with interesting information and ideas and new knowledge, get involved with things that are uplifting and and interact with people who kind of 
stimulate our minds and, and keep us challenged. And we have to open the heart and heal relationships and learn how to communicate more effectively, heal old wounds. And certainly my The Dance of Ego and Essence book and journal was a way to help do that. And then we have to listen to our gut instincts. Most of us carry on this uh, internal conversation. And mm-hmm. if we listen to it, it would help us. You know, for instance, something simple like, Am I going to need a a coat when I go someplace? Well, if you ask, take it because then you won't be left high and dry, so to speak. Yeah. Another thing is that we want to live in harmony with the essence of our being with, you know, the spiritual essence. And certainly the blueprint shows how the body and the mind and the heart and the instincts are all, you know, when they are brought into alignment so that our our thoughts and our feelings and our actions are in harmony with our inner knowings, then we truly can live more authentically and in a sense of balance and, and feel a greater sense of wholeness. So the other thing, of course, is to do things that make our energy raise our energy into higher alignment. There are certain foods, for instance, that we eat that lower our energy. We're talking a little bit about higher vibration. Higher vibration, yes. Uh, Certain things that we can read, you know, when we watch TV, certain types of music are more uplifting and others can drag us down, you know, so we need to make choices in our lives that that raise our vibration, that, that uh, allow us to function in greater harmony with the truth of our being, with essence. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that I've learned along my uh, journey and with the, from the blueprint for the human spirit. So if you get the book, then it will guide you through these areas that you just mm-hmm. discussed. Right. Yes. Because it's, I'm just sitting here thinking, well, that's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. So where do I start? Yes. (laughs) I do have another book that's in the works that is Embracing Authenticity that talks specifically about some of these things. And there will be a workbook with that too. So I'm working on that. It's it's drafted and Mm -hmm. in the process, but there's so many things. We can learn how to communicate more effectively if, and use humor to diffuse some of the challenges that we face. I'll never forget one day, um, my family went to a funeral. It was an extended family member and we had uh, gone to get dinner. It was in the winter and it was icy and cold. and, And when we were returning, my husband turned the wrong way. And we ended up driving down this road and he was upset and he's kind of like, you know, mumbling and yeah, everybody's like, where am I? And I'm going the wrong way and I'm lost. Yes. (laughs) yes. And so the moon was shining Mm. and glistening on these beautiful, big um, pine trees. It was so beautiful And I was looking out the window and I was so enthralled. I wasn't paying attention to him. (laughs) You were finding your own. I'm like in my own little world here. And I'm like, look at the pretty trees, you know. Well, our girls in the backseat just howled. 
because they thought I did it on purpose <laughs> to diffuse the situation. So now we have this, this thing in our family. If somebody's ragging about something, it's like, look at the pretty trees. <laughs> yeah, get out of your, your space. <laughs> yes. I love so that. So we have to use humor, you know, to uh, help diffuse situations like that. That's just another little tip. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I mean, this is a, a lot of fantastic information and I, I love it. I just love it. Pamela, if somebody wants to work with you or communicate with you or get in touch with you, what what's the best way for them mm-hmm. to do that? Well, the best way would be through my website, drpamelagirali.com. I have a presence on Facebook, but I am not real keen on <laughs> <laughs> it's a beast. <laughs> it's a beast. And but my website has a lot of information. And the very first thing on the home page, if you scroll down a little bit, there is a link to download a free ebook about the blueprint for the human spirit. And it is called a blueprint for conscious compassionate living. And so there's some basic information, a little bit more about how the blueprint evolved and how what it includes and how it can change how you approach life and make sense of things. So that's the first thing. And then that'll give you also access to my blogs. And of course, in my product page are all my books and the journal and, and meditations and the workshop and stuff like that. And then on my offerings page is some information, more information about the blueprint. There's a chart that you can actually print. It's a free chart that gives the basics about the blueprint. And also there's a page about uh, spiritual blueprinting, my healing work. And how oh, I was going to ask you, do you still is. do that one-on-one yes. work? And so on that uh, blueprint, uh, spiritual blueprinting page, there's a link where you can sign up to do a healing. There is a, an exchange, a fee for service, so to speak. And so there are opportunities um, for people to engage in this powerful healing process that is so transforming. Yes. And that can be so, healing, healing on not just physical, but emotional, yes. spiritual. Yes. And because I'm a nurse, everything's about healing, you know, so (laughs) it's changing how we view things. And what I have discovered is that most of all, it's, it's like a change in perception in how we view things is almost instantly can create healing of the mind of the heart or whatever. So a lot of information is on my website, drpamelagirelli.com. And certainly I would just want people to leave with a couple key things about being authentic. And the one thing was to take excellent care of ourselves first. Mm, Yeah. Because if we don't do that, then we can't do anything else. Open our mind to embrace new things, to heal the heart, heal relationships with forgiveness And learn how to stand up for ourselves and our beliefs so that we're not diminished by anyone who we may run in contact with. I I know every one of us have what I call our primary teachers, people that push our buttons. (laughs) 
I like that primary teachers. That's there a better way to look teachers. at it. <laughs> Instead they, of our primary irritators. <laughs> yes, yes. They teach us so much if we would just open our hearts and learn from them. In fact, sometimes I think what we need to do is look in the mirror because the things that bug us the most are probably little things that we need to heal within ourselves. And then, of course, align our thoughts and our feelings and our actions in harmony with what we know and with the truth of our being to create a sense of balance and to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Then we truly can serve others with compassion and, and leave a legacy of love. Mm-hmm. Gosh, thank you so much. This has just been an amazing and very enlightening conversation. I'm so glad that you were on this uh, show with me. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you so much for the invite. Yes. Well, you are very welcome. And I strongly encourage everyone to check out uh, Pamela's website and get this book and get started on how you can change your life. And I think... uh, is, there, is it the only place you can get the book on your website or is it anywhere else like Amazon or anything like that? Yes, you can get it on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, both the book and the journal. Okay. And um, so, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, Unbreakable Spirit listeners, I strongly recommend that you do this. Check it out. Get the book. And I'm going to put all of this information all the contact information, the website and everything in the show notes so that you'll be able to access that later if you missed it during the the show. Uh, And Pamela, just again, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all your wisdom. My pleasure, my blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Unbreakable Spirit. To learn more about Jennifer and her holistic weight loss approach, visit her website at sevencompany.com. That's the number seven, company.com. And please join us for our next episode where we'll hear from more women who overcame hardship and learned how to thrive.